You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. This week in cannabis coming at you straight out of Denver, Colorado. You like that news intro, Scotty? You like it? Damn, what are you, uh, Walter Cronkite over here, man? Yeah, trying, trying. Uh, you guys coming at you here this week in cannabis. This is where we cover whatever the hell we want. I mean, today we got some some news coming at you, as well as a little bit of a little bit of uh, info, a little bit of culture. Not much grow on this week in cannabis. We're just hanging out and. And uh, yeah, discussing what's up in the cannabis world, marijuana, marijuana industry. I tell you what, man, it used to be a little bit when, when we did the news section, you know, last year on on the Dude Grow Show. Sometimes it was hard to find some interesting news or some good news, dude. Now it's hard to keep it for, you know, under an hour, man. I mean, there is yeah. so much out there, man. There's so much going on. We have reached critical mass, man. Get ready. That is for sure. And get ready for the cup, of course. Been talking about it every show. The cup is next weekend, y'all. So if you haven't gone over to realgrowers.com to buy a t-shirt, if you will, a judge's shirt um, that says bring the dank on it. And uh, it's just, it's one of those shirts you might not take back to your uh, prohibition state and go out you know, shopping in. But it's, it's a sweet souvenir, a great shirt to hang out at the cup with and be able to smoke some herb. Or when you come out, you can obviously pick one up from us at the booth. Um, and when you guys, if you haven't been to the cup before, they'll give you, uh, on, upon entry, your little map, and a mega map of where everybody's at. Look for us, Dude Grows, DGC, either or, and uh, come hang out, man. Definitely going to be good times. Cypress Hill, Monday, after uh, the, the, the festivities at the cup all day. And uh, if nothing else, it is just a scene to be seen. You know, even if you weren't a toker, man, it's a scene to be seen, right? It's a fucking celebration, man. I try to keep people from getting too jaded. You know, it only takes one or two times of going to an event till you go, oh, been there, done that, man. And I don't care if you've been there, done that. If you, oh, I waited in line too long last time. Whatever, man. Come support, man. It's things like this when eighty thousand people show up at a, at a convention, and it's one of the strongest conventions that that the merchandise mart sees all year. Well, they can't ignore that shit. And that's when you get legitimate investment coming in, and that's when you get people like uh, you know. One of the stories we're gonna do is the head of the. Um, the Federal Reserve, I guess Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank, came over to talk to cannabis uh, people, you know, cannab- cannabis dispensaries, rather, to see what's up, you know what I mean, to start a dialogue, man. And that shit don't happen until we sell out a bunch of hotel rooms, till we sell out a convention center, till we generate $80 million or $78 million in tax revenue our first year. That shit all matters, man. So come out and represent, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a it's, it's a great time, and uh, yeah, hit it up, guys. Cannabis Cup 2015, and let's lead into uh, like you said, the story of the Federal Reserve Prez gets scoop on Colorado pot banking woes, and those woes are the fact that dispensary owners are walking around here with way too much money to sleep good at night. Uh, They want to be able to put it somewhere, you know, and uh, this was the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City. The president um, is like, what is this? Esther George. Uh, She came out and it was more of a just uh, came out to meet and sit and listen, you know, listen to what the, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys want? And I'm sure like, you know what we want. We want to be able to do some banking, man. Yeah, but that's, that's the first step, man. Before you can go represent other people's problems so you can try to fix them. You know, to her committee or whatever the fuck she does, man, wherever she goes, at first she's got to understand the problems. You know, I mean, and I think that's what this was, man. So, yeah, surprise, surprise, nothing got done. Uh, there was actually everybody was like, we didn't expect anything to happen anyway. We were just glad somebody showed up and listened. And right on, man. 
it's becoming impossible to ignore, man. Yeah, I mean, these people, you got to have armed guards up at your dispensaries and stuff. I mean, not all of them do. Uh, and there's just people that, you know, guys that have gone through bank account after bank account being closed when it's, you know, the bank finds out what business they're in, they shut them down. And you're, as it says in this story, leaving the bank with, you know, a suitcase full of cash. Like, what the hell do I do now? And you don't want to take it home necessarily and feeling safe there. I guess you got to just get a shovel out, you know, start digging. <laughs> Nobody wants that, though. The Federal Reserve doesn't want that because that causes problems for them. Their job is to monitor how much currency is, is in play. And if you've got big hunks of currency just being pulled out of play, stored, and, and then put back into the economy at, you know, at whatever, whenever that the, the person wants, man, it ends up being a huge problem for the Fed. Because, you know, if you get too much money come back into the economy, the money goes down. It, it devalues the money. So, man, you got to be real careful with that shit. And I think that's why she came here, man. She don't want to see a ton of money being pulled out of circulation. Guess what happens when you pull a bunch of cash out of circulation, too, man? You know, no, they don't. What? What? I'm just saying, man, I, I'm sure that affects taxes, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure the tax man is sitting there waiting. To, whatever, man. My point is that it's a huge fucking problem. And it's something that needs to be addressed. And my point is they're leaving money on the table, man. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's going to be addressed, like you said. Soon enough here, soon enough, it'll be, uh, everything will be addressed, you know? Yeah. Hopefully even the uh, screwed up laws in, uh, I think, New York. New York did medical. I heard some crazy shit. I don't have any news stories pulled up on it, but they, as far as what's allowed, and it can only be uh, an extract derived from alcohol or uh, CO2, no flowers, like, and no strain names. They can just be certain percentages of this and that. THC CBD ratios, like really weird shit, man. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Why you wanna, why you wanna get going like that? But well, that's because uh, people that don't yeah. smoke pot have decided. That, you know, they, they, you know, obviously when you run for office, you feel that you should run the world, or at least you should run your little area. So these people that feel like they should run the world are going to redefine marijuana for us now. You know, try to take the fun out of it since they don't smoke any of it, man. Word. Well, I thought let's move on to the next story here. Uh, hey, man, I, I jammed one in here on you real quick, man. I caught. I think the, that's the one here. Legalized marijuana is new tobacco industry. Yeah, man. I saw this on Facebook this morning. I, I you can just Google it and find it. Um, really interesting, man. That you know they just showed somebody vaping and just how like I was just looking at it and seeing how quickly vaping just to you know nicotine products has caught on and we've gone really quickly from everybody puffing i was watching some tv show today from like the 80s or something like that and even in the 80s oh it was fletch i was watching man <laughs> i was watching we had a rite of passage this morning and watched fletch with my daughter on the on, she had the day off of school man but they they, <laughs> they were in like some convention hall and you saw smoke cigarettes going all over the place man back in the day people used to smoke all the time you know, they indoors, whatever. Nowadays, man, they're vaping, and it's coming back in a hardcore way with vaporizers, and that shit happened quick. You know what? A couple, yeah. couple years it happened. People are convinced that it's a bit healthier, it's more convenient, and they can do it in more places. Dude, just that quick, I believe you're going to see it switch from the the nicotine, uh, you know, concentrates to cannabinoid concentrates cannabis concentrates i think it's going to happen way quick and i think it's going to happen by the tobacco companies too yeah yeah i uh i agree and that's uh that's the way it's going to roll and it, i didn't i didn't read did you what was sam sam doing in here the uh what is the the project sam smart access marijuana is that what that is okay no, smart approaches smart approaches to marijuana what was their take on on in this article? Did you get it or no? No, you know I have to take a survey here, man. I just I just cruised onto. I just tried to find the link I was on before. I just glanced at it earlier, but it, mostly it was a headline that really caught me. We always talk about the it was I believe uh, uh, Costa Mesa Steve came up with the marburization of our industry, and everybody's yeah. fighting it and fighting it. Oh no way, man! It's fucking gonna happen, man. It's just too popular of a thing for big business to leave alone. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that definitely too too big of a thing for big business, and that's obviously been in the headlines, such as we talked about the GH merger and things like that. And we're going to keep hearing more stories and things going on. I'm not too um, worried just, about it, though, bro. I mean, dude, there's Budweiser is out there, right? 
And so every now and again, you need a Budweiser. You're going to a freaking party where you don't know anybody and you just want to show up, you know, with a case of Budweiser, whatever, you know. But for the most part, we use specialty. You know, I drink specialty beers, you know, I'll drink craft beers, things that I really believe that in the quality of the inputs and, and, and the craft and the. So the, you're, you're suggesting in Colorado, if I go to a party where I don't know people, I should make a good impression or a general assumption by bringing a 12 pack of buds, man. Is that what you're saying? Because I'm saying I will piss on that. Come on, let, let's go. <laughs> let's go down to, to uh, my farm down in Florida. And you sh- you show up with your session or your your freaking you know IPA or your Hefeweizen, and uh, I'll show up with a case of Old Milwaukee, and we'll see who does best, man. Yeah, that's just demographics. Whatever. True. I hear you though. Po- I hear you. Point is, there's a demographic for every quality of product, man. And there's a person that looks at that at a uh, you know your fancy beer and goes, "Who? Who? I don't want to be no fancy pants, man." Take that fancy pants shit and, and you, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's other people that just yeah. love, I'm a Pabst Blue Ribbon guy, man. That's what I am, basic and, and, and you know, whatever, man. Pabst Blue Ribbon's my brand. There's different brands that speak to different people. And so I just think you're going to see that happen. Look at the Heavy 16 Nutrient guy. He really promotes himself as an artesian. You know, uh, uh, you know, he's sitting there, uh, he looks like a pizza artist there, you know what I mean? With the big paddle and everything like that. Like, he's mixing his own micro blend nutrients, and he's quality control, and there's actually a person behind the quality. And that's important to some people, man. I think that's important to a lot of people. Well, speaking of big business, uh, American Hemp Man, they got a Colorado biotech firm, ramps up processing plans. So... This is always an interesting subject as far as uh, what hemp can do, what hemp can produce. Um, this company is planning to open large-scale industrial hemp processing facility um, that is going to be using the hemp stalks. Uh, they're going to be able to make things, I mean, down from sugars to fuels to building materials. I mean, the list is almost infinite of what you can do with hemp. I mean, clean up soils, just the um, omega oils in it. Uh, mega, I think to mega three, I should grab a bottle or, or out of my fridge right here, but cause I, I do use hemp oil daily and, uh, I'm hoping this will be good news for me too, because it's not cheap. And I think the ones I can get now is from Canada. I can't wait to get my Colorado hemp oil. Yeah. I mean, it's going to become cheap because it's really easy to just seed up a huge field of hemp. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be, you know, this is going to be a very inexpensive commodity product in 10 years yeah and they're doing everything from pulp for paper yeah i mean sugar yes sugars for biofuel i like it sugars for biofuel is that what you said that's what it says here golly man they put a nice spin on anything man yeah it's just you get a whole bunch of pulp think about a veg plant man a plant that grows in veg dude you plant a seed come back what a month later you got yourself a decent sized plant right yeah, pretty hardy, big stock on there. So now you just—we're not going for, you know, for uh, buds or flower. We're just planting stalks right next to each other, so we can just harvest those stalks in a month. I mean, you could get a lot of pulp out of that. And one of the other things—they they don't really make too big of a deal about it here—but it just says it now intends to also process the plant into lignans, pulp, and cannabis. Cannaboidal oil. Come on. CBD extract (laughs) for various manufacturing applications such as sweeteners, plastics, or packaging. So they kind of glance right over. But yeah, man, uh, the commercial hemp industry, the one of the byproducts is that CBD. Yeah. Yeah, hemp hemp definitely has CBD. Don't have no THC, but it's got CBD. Yeah, I've been curious about learning more about that. Like as far as is there CBD content in my, I don't think like in my hemp oil that that's the hemp oil that's extracted from seeds that I'm using. That's strictly like omegas and whatnot. But um, yeah, I know you can get. I have to find a quality source of some CBD oil. Stuff's getting more and more popular. I'm talking just for like general maintenance, man. I think we got to start growing our own, brother. Yes, that would work. That would work out. You know, uh, you know I'm getting old when I start growing a plant for the <sighs> CBD content, man. God, <laughs> I become everything I've ever hated. Oh, I love it. Um, let's see. Yeah, they go into it here saying the hemp, hemp processing is limited by federal law. Um, but as long as if THC levels go above 0.3. So that's, uh, that's how the Colorado Department of Agriculture distinguishes between hemp and marijuana. Yeah. So and they said, you got to watch it, man. They said it can destroy your entire crop if you go up above 0.3 THC. 
And that's the big deal, man. If you can, now we've got all these breeders. Like I said, it's like bizarro world, man. Now we've got all these breeders that are trying to breed the THC out of out of hemp. You know, so we're trying to say, man, could you imagine if we got, you know, a high CBD under 0.2% THC strain, man, we'd be rich. <laughs> you know, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, word, word, word. I got to stop saying word too much to wrap up. Make sure I'm paying more attention to, uh, to Scotty sometimes with his joking as well. I'm getting ahead here. Uh, let's see here. It's all good. I'll laugh enough for the both of us, man. Don't worry. I'll take it. I'll take no, it. No, thanks. I'll stay high. Let's get into it. Talked about we're going to cover, um, just opinions and views on the future here of, uh, you know, what's going to be going on if you're a warehouse grower? What's going to be happening if you're a black market seller? What's going to be happening if uh, you just grow your own? Nothing. Just grow your own and enjoy it. Uh, but this article made me think about, this says Morris Grower um, sowing seeds in medical cannabis. Now, this is uh, out in, I believe, New Jersey, but the Van de Verde family business is, uh, they have greenhouses, have 25 acres of land um, with greenhouses covering, let's see here, sorry, greenhouse covering three quarters of an acre and then they're talking about um how they're they extend into across like the midwest and the farm belt there and everywhere where greenhouses are coming up and people all these people are going to get not all of them but there's enough greenhouse space out there to where that is going to be the country source of marijuana no yeah and dude get this man all right i mean make no mistake about it the greenhouse industry i read these trade magazines green profits and things like that because uh i don't know actually because they send them to me but the greenhouse industry is in a fucking free fall man uh when the recession hit in 2008 and building stopped all all these guys completely relied on that that new construction uh to buy their products man and they all it's really interesting what happened to their products. You know, they all just got kind of really uh, much less things that they grow, and they just grow these commodities now. And the industry has shrunk probably by about two-thirds, meaning that two-thirds of the players are now out of business. So the ones that are in business, they're closing. You know, a lot of big guys are, you know, Yoder and, you know, big uh, Gardens Alive is another one. Big uh, commercial guys, they're all you know, they've got 30 facilities around the country and they're closing down some. You got to think that they're going to be looking at this to try to save some jobs and keep some plant. You know, these are literally, we'll call them plants for lack of a better word. You know, there's big operations that, you know, over, you know, 100 acres in, in Southwest Florida, Yoder has. I drive by there all the time. Most of the time it's empty. You can see that the greenhouses are just sitting empty. Back in 2008, that shit was full, man. So you cannot tell me that they're that they're gonna turn their nose up at growing some cannabis. Yeah, I'm all for. I mean, this guy they're working with uh, company TerraTech. You know, a company valued at over a hundred million dollars. They have they're across the coast. They're working with different farmers, greenhouses. Um, I like this this quote in here as far as saying uh, the the produce they grow currently is top quality, pesticide and GMO free. Do you know what this is? It says GFSI certified and organically grown sustainably. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure what GFSI certified is, but I mean, what's not even bottom looking. line is once prohibition continues to fall, people get organized um, and and things are going on. I don't really know if uh, there's going to be room for a guy throwing up, you know, a hundred lights in a metal building and have any margin at all i mean wouldn't you think just this i mean the ability to grow under the sun on in acres of greenhouses i think that would be those guys for the, the mass market uh, of course your home growers that can grow for yourselves i also think there'll still be a little bit of a hope connoisseur market where you know you got yeah, one guy that a connoisseur market man a, lot, a huge connoisseur market bro yeah, yeah, I'm hoping, you know, where a guy's got a, a four-lighter or two-lighter or whatever, and obviously he's going to have a little bit more than he needs just for himself. So it's just like a guy brewing beer, you know, shares his home-brewed IPA he loves with his little network of buddies at a party or whatever. I'm glad uh, you went I, there, man. I'm glad you went there because I seen something. There was a show on 
freaking, I don't know, one of these weird channels. You know how you got a thousand channels now on the Roku? Well, there was one about like Kentucky bourbon and how super popular Kentucky bourbon got in like the past decade. And that like it's gone from like these guys got like a $60 bottle of bourbon at the liquor store. And then they noticed they were able to sell it for 100 and 200 And he goes, the last one we sold was $5,500, man. Like it's just crazy that people have an appreciation and it's for like these guys will go out. These guys have a liquor store, you know, specializes in bourbon. They'll go visit Kentucky. They'll go to the different really small producers. I'm going to equate these guys to the 10 lighters. And they go and they find super passionate small producers, guys like you. And they say, hey, look, we want to buy your entire stock. And it gets fetches a fair market value. I think they're buying these bottles for 25 30 bucks, which is cheap. And they're selling them because, you know, they're having private tasting parties and they're exposing these guys, you know, these, these bourbon makers art to guys in Brooklyn, you know, folks in yeah. Brooklyn. I think that can happen with our industry. And, you know, a guy like you will be in a 10 lighter or a 20 lighter and it'll take, you know, or a guy like Devin will have a 10 lighter and his shit is, you know, goddamn Dom Perignon. You know what I'm saying? And when it's gone, it's gone. And when Devin's crop comes out. There's a hell of a lot of, you know, there's maybe even it goes up for auction. You know, I seen, you know how they got the sushi fish. They go up for auction. There's like that $100,000 tuna that they caught, something like that. <laughs> I have seen that before. It's rather interesting. Yeah. My point is, is that when there is something of limited quality, uh, people pay for it, man. You know, I, I, oh, limited quantity, something of extreme quality and limited quantity. It becomes a bidder's war and it becomes, you know, I know some wealthy people down in South Florida and they all kind of pride themselves on smoking really great weed. I brought them on a scale from one to 10 eights before and they turn it down. They got, they want the best of the best, man. They're wealthy people. They'll pay for it. That shit's going to happen in cannabis, especially once it opens up. Yeah. Once you can yeah, just, definitely. Yeah. Once you can buy that shit <clears throat> mail order, you know, once it's done like, you know, like a, a whiskey, you know, a distillery is, is run. And I, yeah. I, I welcome that future, man. And I don't see any threat from, you know, Budweiser or Natural Light or Bush. You know what I mean? I don't see, or whatever, Jack Daniels and Jim Beam for that matter. Those whiskey guys, Jack Daniels and Jim Beam did all the hard work for those whiskey guys. They got people hooked on a decent whiskey. From there, there was a ton of upside for these guys to provide, you know, super quality upside. That's exactly what, you know, I think the... You know, the GHs and, and all those guys are going to end up doing for us, man. Yeah, and then the, wouldn't it also remind me, since we're in the future, the future talk, I mean, uh, I believe... You know you that's where I reside, man, is the future. You know that, man. You're in charge of the present, man. I know you got a, you got a new bar set up put in your living room. You're going to have a little party there, man. If I come up tonight, I'm going to put my... Uh, my whiskey in my secret spot in my car and my stash in the back where I got that modification to make sure I get that whiskey there because I don't want to get, you know, you know, can we freaking learn people? That's what when my son's our age is probably gonna be like, are you kidding me? Like you actually had to, you know, people drove pounds of this stuff into different states to make money and do like, that's crazy. People got people went to jail. What over this? Like, oh, this so I'm really excited. Just like the bootlegger days, man. It really is. You know, at least the, the the 90s and the 2000s are going to certainly seem like that. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, to have uh, my children being raised in a non the first non uh, prohibition state here and seeing a whole different angle of uh, of what's going on. So, hey, speaking of non prohibition states, I know you know me to fuck up the format, man. But remember the uh, our buddy J.R. Token gave us that great story about uh about one of his buddies or something got pulled over with like you know legitimate medical grower you know was and was transporting a few pounds i think though and got pulled over and they whipped out his card uh, they took a look and they go ah you know what yeah i see that you have paperwork here but you don't have enough paperwork and what did they do they confiscated here, the weed i got and it let i'll tell go? you I'll yeah tell, you, tell, tell you. me the story man this says this is from jr says uh What's growing on, guys? You aren't going to believe this shit. Here in Oregon, we have some relaxed laws on marijuana, but this shit is crazy. My buddy's brother got pulled over by the cops, and they smelt weed and proceeded to search his car. They found six pounds of weed he had in the car and asked if they could see his cell phone. That's personal use, him, man. I was going to take a bath asked, with it. They asked him if he had a weed card also. He presented the only one of four he had on him. After some time, the cop came up to him and informed him that he would not be going to jail, but... 
because he only had the one card, they were going to take all his weed except a few ounces that he was legally allowed to have. And here's the kicker. Because they looked on his cell phone and text and determined he had just made a sale, they of course took the four grand he had on him. Imagine that. He said, uh, <laughs> he said um, and my buddy's brother said, of course, said, no problem. And he was on his way to do business another day. Now imagine that, say, going down in Texas. You would never see the light of day. I don't know, so, man. My buddy got stopped coming, whatever. Some guy I know got stopped uh, uh, coming back from Mexico with like $40,000 on a money belt. And uh, they just took the $40,000 from him and said, no charges will be pressed unless you want your money back. Really? Yep. That's, and he just, that is 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago. And he just goes, nah, I'm cool, man. I'll just leave. Yeah, they left. know how much you have to pay an attorney for that shit, so it probably all works out. They know the they end. don't want nothing to do with you. Know, those guys don't want nothing to do with the cops, man. If the cops say you can leave, I'm taking your money and you can leave, they're like, okay, great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, man, we're changing the way that uh, cops view you know, cannabis guys, uh, you know, one person at a time, right? I mean, that cop pulled somebody over, took $4,000 cash home. He's good to go, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's take a let's take a quick break before we get into some other news here. Uh, a short a short word from our our main product of the of the millennium. Recharge uh, it re- up, homeboy. Recharge, guys. So enjoy. We'll be right back. Uh, listening to this week in cannabis, dude. Grow show. Catch you in a minute. Yeah, man. They tried to take away my recharge, and I said no, no, no. Yes, I grow the day that's just like money in the bank. I'm in the know, oh, oh. Come on and do yourself a favor and grow some dangness that you can savor. Cause I'm growing top shelf with recharge. The proof is in the smoke, oh, oh. Recharge is a natural soil conditioner that takes the guesswork out of growing. The secret is in the biology. Recharge loads your soil up with organic beneficials that store and deliver nutrients to the plant as needed. In traditional or organic gardening, Recharge makes growing amazing quality simple. I got the time to buy seven bottles when one's just five. Why you try to take my Recharge when you can get your own? I was packing up Sweet Chiba while cruising down that dusty Florida road When I rolled up on some hippie who looked like he could use a bowl If you like to smoke that green grass with me you can catch a ride But be warned I grow the dank, the kind of shit that'll blaze your eyes I pulled out a fat purple bud and said, ever smoked a strain like this? And he said, listen, I've smoked every type of weed there is. I've smoked every strain, man. I've smoked every strain, man. I've smoked that Mexican, man. Smuggled half a ton of hash, man. Some trouble I missed by a hair, man. But I've smoked every strain. Shiva, Kaya, Ambrosia, Belladonna, Dancehall, Caramella, Nebula, Green Crack, Black Widow, Kandahar, Blue Buddha, Grape Crush, God Street, Hash, Heaven, Fruity, Tai, G-Bomb, KC, 33, KC, 36, Cali Mist, Ice Cream, Waldo, and the Ultimate. I've smoked every strain, man. I've smoked every strain, man. I've smoked that Mexican, man. Smuggled half a ton of hash, man. Some trouble I missed by a hair, man. But I've smoked every strain. Weed. All right, I got a good one here. Um, what you got, bro? What you got, man? <laughs> bro. Seattle fire guts legal marijuana farm burns three thousand plants. Now this was uh, caused by an electrical issue out in Seattle, and it was strange because the every you know it showed up, and you know the damn place is burning down. And then like within <laughs> the firemen started like trying to put it out, and then like they literally eight laughing? minutes later. They just they're laughing. laughing. They had reggae coming out of one of their trucks, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of, and then it just kind of all like sat around the fire, like it was camping time, you know? Yeah, no, they said they did. everything's cool. <laughs> they def- did mention we've in the story this fire cool. Okay, <laughs> they said firefighters who wore standard masks to battle the blaze <laughs> were not affected by the marijuana fumes, but 
man, I was just picturing in my head all that all that stuff I said. Like, oh man, that would be great. These guys just are all okay. Yeah, fire never goes out; just keeps on burning down. There was a anyway. story last week, man. Uh, it was like in I was like in Thailand or something like that, someplace weird like that. You know, or not foreign, I guess. Um, they just took like five tons of pot and threw some gasoline on there and then lit it on fire and this whole crowd was there watching it. And I mean, I think it was fairly innocent enough. They were just kind of, you know, it was a spectacle. And uh, sure enough, everybody got high, man. I mean, it was super obvious everybody got high. <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. I like it. I yeah, like it's it. pretty funny. <clears throat> um, it reminds me of like Cheech and Chong, man, when everybody's getting high off the exhaust. I think they get pulled over and that cop smells the exhaust off yeah. the whole the whole vehicle's made of weed. Oh, that was so <laughs> funny, man. Up in smoke, man. It was the goods. Hey, man, I'm uh, looking at this fire, though, and it's not too funny, man. It's lame. And this is the kind of black eye hash oil explosions, you know, grow, you know, grow houses catching fire. That's the kind of shit that they love to use as ammo. And that's great that it's legal on a statewide basis. Your fucking community can come in and say, hey, man, state law, whatever. We don't want it in our community. You know, we, we voted it out in the city. City ordinance says you can't grow. Yeah, when that's happening... Uh here we'll lead into with your hash oil explosions they're definitely going to be soon enough uh a felony to be you know using uh butane or any i think this i think that's an any flammable gas for extraction in a home so that would be in a sense where it's going to be a pain in the ass i guess if somebody <clears throat> they find out you're doing it or obviously if you explode yourself um you will become a felon I guess if you have a clean record, you'll first get on a prohibition and all that jazz. But yeah, and I, I don't know. <laughs> yes. You just told them they were going to get on prohibition, man. Yes, exactly. I believe exactly. the correct word is probation, my friend. But Well, at least you messed up first today on the wordings. <laughs> I'm um, just looking out, brother. All right. So yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, but I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I don't, it's kind of sucks. I mean, there's definitely people that know how to do that process fully responsible um without any issues and uh and then there's a lot of people that don't man dude i was over at my buddy's house one time and he was like it was the coldest day of the year here man it was like negative 15 degrees or negative 20 at night or something whatever the coldest day of last year was and i went over and he goes holy shit man you should have been here last night man we were trying to do a run and the butane actually the lines froze and dude, we had like a pressure buildup and we were freaking out, man. Like we were scurrying, you know, it was like fucking DEFCON 1 over there, man, trying to fix shit. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, man. I'm like, dude, that could have been a butane explosion, man. And yeah. I mean, I'm for didn't, it. I didn't I, make me feel too good. This is right, you know, 10 feet away from somebody else's house. Yeah. And uh, there are definitely needs to be some limits on what you can and can't do in your own home, but. Uh, yeah, man, as much as I, I do know really cool people to that do uh, butane and propane extractions, man, in their house, I don't see why. You know, dude, it wouldn't cost that much to go get like a 10 by 10 storage facility in a place zoned, you know, commercial. Yeah. Probably the right thing to do. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, just so if, yeah, if there is a, a, an issue, nobody's going to at least hopefully nobody get hurt, no neighbors or any of that jazz uh but i'll take it in since i said people on pro, pro prohibition uh, <laughs> i like this next article where uh the arizona high court rules felons on probation can use medical marijuana which really is a big thing uh if people have ever been caught up in the system and you know like all of a sudden let's say you're you're, you're a toker man i know i know an exact person like this 20 year uh, toker a guy, the and a quick story we haven't talked about in a while. You know, a friend, friend of ours, a uh, friend of the show, got pulled over. He blew like below point eight. It was like point, I don't know. It's what I what you'd get or what I would get for having probably two pints. Um, totally within you know his own ability to to drive back. But it was something below. I didn't even know there was something below a DUI. DWAI. Something. Yeah, here in Colorado, I think the legal limit's point eight. And he came in below that. But since that happened, and this is the nicest guy, tokes all the time, um, you know, grew great herb. So part of his, you know, probation shit is you can't smoke. And his crime was had zero relation to smoking. And then if he gets caught smoking on probation, of course, you pop a piss test. Going to jail, son. 
all kinds of issues. And so really this needs to be addressed around the country. It's just a money-making system, you know, as far as why are you going to tell me I can't smoke my weed when I'm on probation for punching a guy or something? Like, you know, <laughs> it's it one thing if you're on probation because you smoke too much weed and you did, I don't know, but it's another thing. You can't take away that. That's a right, in my opinion. What is it has it? Nothing. I'm sorry, bro. Well, hit it up. I was done. Uh, I was just saying it, it's uh, just lumped in. It's another thing where pot's lumped in with all the other drugs, man. You know, and yeah, true. pot and heroin and coke. It's all the fucking same, man. And the truth is it's not, man. If you're doing heroin or you're doing coke, it's really hard to maintain your life. You know, most of the time it ends up going down the tube sooner or later. You know, if you're doing a decent amount of it um, with pot it's really easy to maintain a really positive life. A lot of times people smoke a lot of pot and have really great lives. You know, it enhances their lives. Um, especially maybe even if you had some anger issues or something like that. I know I've come home in a terrible mood or come home and just whatever, man, seen, you know, got a letter telling me that I, uh, you know, just lost $1,000, whatever. And I'll fucking sit down, I'll go down in the basement, I'll smoke a joint or I'll smoke a bowl or I'll pack the vape up. And I can come back upstairs and be a good family man, you know, and be, you know, hey, all right, come on, let's put that aside and let's uh, laugh and whatever, watch TV, do homework. You know, yeah, it, totally. It's, it's a great medicine for that. And I know back in the 70s, there was Mother's Little Helper, you know, the moms would, uh, you know, would always be popping Valium and things. And because, dude, life's tough, man. It's, you know, you know whatever, you're on probation. <laughs> Mother's now. Little Helper? What the hell? Yeah, that's what they used to call it, man. A little yellow pill, man. That's what that song's about. That's Stone's song. Uh, yeah, it's just right. about a little Valium, you know, and it was that's what it was known as. And I think at one time Valium was either the number one or number two prescribed pill out of all the pills in the country. You know, all I, right, I, all right. Yeah, and I mean it's kind of hard to get off that shit. You know, there's some there's some side effects there. So it's a lot better to I think to get these people on weed. It's one of the side effects like angst. I mean <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I've never done volume, so, but uh, interesting. Yeah, I agree with you on the herb, of course. I mean, yeah, that's I, why it, everybody, it's going, that's why it's working. That's why prohibition is falling, because people know what you just said about it on all levels of uh, government, you know. There's people up in the White House that toke on down. I'm sure yeah. Brock's up in there every once in a while, burning his J's. I was watching that whiskey documentary, and they were trying to figure out why it got so unpopular in the, uh, in like the 80s and, and 90s. And they were saying, because most of their parents, it was really popular, like in the Mad Men days, you know, the 60s and the 70s. And they were saying that a lot of people grew up with alcoholic parents and they didn't want that for themselves. You know, now these people are growing up. And I mean, the, the, trust me, it would, you know, you pop a couple volume. It's not unheard of, you know, or they used to, you know, back in the day, yeah, you drink a whiskey and take a couple pills and, you know, dad would relax in the other room after work. Um, yeah. I think that our generation is coming up or the next generation that came up said, man, I'd prefer not to, you know, be an alcoholic, you know, or at least not by default, man. You know, I can go home and, 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 and be addicted to pills. I can go home and manage this by smoking a little bit of pot, you know what I mean? By literally having a couple bowls of pot and it's fun. It gives me kind of a, something to look forward to. What about all the negative health effects, though? Of smoking pot? Exactly. Right. There you go. <clears throat> uh, let's roll on to uh, what's up with the uh, feds want to grow more pot in 2015. Let's go. Uh, grow title some pot, this, baby. Uh, title this article, man. They're requesting that the uh, federally licensed pot farm at the University of Mississippi, um, they want to grow more there. And obviously, uh, I wouldn't say obviously. Why do you think they want to grow more weed? Because um, the University of Mississippi weed probably isn't that good. <laughs> you know, I think I don't think they can get over twelve percent THC there, dude. I gotta yeah. tell you this story though, man. Dude, my hold friend. on. I'm gonna tell you why real quick. <laughs> okay. They say the agency, just so I can answer that question. <laughs> they want to grow more because uh, they say increased production is necessary for research and product development involving cannabis. <laughs> all. I think I nailed it there. You got me messed up earlier. Um, so basically, it's just to do more more studies. So good stuff. What about what's up with your friend? Dude, I had a friend that found out in college that we were all in college, and he found out that uh, it's Ole Miss, you know, whatever, Mississippi State University, whatever it is, Ole Miss, was um, uh, the place, the only place in the country that grew the pot, you know, that grew pot for uh, 
whatever medical research and he goes i'm going man the guy was kind of rich and shit he's like i'm going he goes i'm transferring there man <laughs> sure enough maybe like three months later that guy was fucking gone and uh, i caught up with him like 20 years later and he told me a story that he goes yeah i went there totally worked on the farm and he goes i would bring uh, drinks in i would bring different kool-aid in, in in a water bottle and i would take a couple of the seeds and i would pop them in the different colors of kool-aid you know like i'd bring red if i was working on this strain i'd bring green if i was working on that strain you know and that's how he'd get the seeds man. and he totally got caught for stealing the seeds and got kicked out of school classic <laughs> yeah don't drink the kool-aid man don't drink the red kool-aid <laughs> uh, um yeah they're saying uh yeah so this looks good i mean the the agency further acknowledged having received increased requests um to provide ongoing anticipated research efforts involving marijuana and it says these would include a series of Colorado state-funded studies assessing the use of cannabis in patients with post-traumatic stress, inflammatory bowel disorders, cancer, and chronic pain. So that's all good stuff, man. Grow more weed. Figure out how everybody can use it for different medical conditions for sure. Yeah, because as, as the communication lines open up, we find out that it's really good medicine for all that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so much stuff, right? It's uh, I think you had a, a, another another article in here on it let's uh move over though to michigan yo hash bash yeah <laughs> there's man. a oh, picture it's just like a banner strung across um that says legalize 2016 and a dude with a joint a full beard full bearded dude with a joint hole hanging out of his mouth and his t-shirt says dab or die <laughs> <laughs> Love it, man. Classic. It was in uh, uh, University of Michigan, Ann Arbor uh, campus. Uh, man, we got some listeners out there, right? Oh, hell yeah, man. We got a huge uh, uh, Michigan listener following there, man. So shout out to everybody out there, man. Shout out to OG Dirtbag, big big Michigan guy. Yes. And also, uh, let's see. What, he Michigan Mark? Michigan Mark as well, correct? I think they're the same guy. He hates Michigan Mark was my shitty name for him, man. He, oh, he I like now, it. See, I get tricked up. OG Dirtbag. I know, man. Some people have like three <laughs> show names and stuff, man, and then real names and then email address names, man. It's, it's tough to know who's who these days. Yes. It'd be, ni be, be nice to actually hang out <clears throat> at the cup and put some uh, faces to some names. You know what I mean? Oh, we'll be doing that. And then also another reason, I'm giving you another reason to come to the cup, seeing this guy's shirt, dab or die. I mean, I'd almost go to the cup just to look at people's people's T-shirts because there's some crazy shit there, some awesome sayings and some really hilarious stuff, even if you just walk around for a day getting really high and look at and just take it. Just look at the scene. That's all you need. Bring the dank, baby. That's my T-shirt. I like it. I like it. Bring the dank, DGC. Come so... On. It sounds like you must have to be pro cannabis to win the election as president in 2016. I've been saying that for a while, man. You know, that's how I know we've won, man. We've hit that critical mass. When you got 58% of Florida voting pro cannabis, pro legalization, you can't come and and when you're winning elections, you know, whatever, 52 to 48 or 49, the elections are always close as hell. Yeah, it says the key states, a majority of the voters in Florida, Ohio, Pennsylvania, stand in supportive efforts to abolish prohibition and bring cannabis to the market for both medicinal and recreational use. So I think we'll totally see it, man. I mean, that'll be great to see some debates. Well, I don't know if it'll be great. I mean, I really do hate politics, all the lobbyists and BS, but a couple guys up uh, hashing out what you know what their promises for weed and for a president, to, uh, somebody running for president to come and say, hey, here's what I'm going to do. It's just going to be completely legal across the board. No restrictions at all, even with extraction in your own house with butane, right? <laughs> They're definitely not going to say that. But what what they definitely are also not going to say is, I can't, you know, this cannabis thing is terrible. And if I get elected, I'm going to repeal all the cannabis laws and we're going to prosecute cannabis. No. Yeah, they're, that's they're, not going to work. That's not going to happen. They're going to say, you know, I do believe that there might be medicinal, you know, even the most Republican guy is going to say, you know, yeah, there might be medicinal benefits and I'm all for doing more research. Yeah. And I'm all for, you know, for, for, you know, investigating and researching to see, I'm sure there, you know, maybe there are medicinal benefits, you know, they'll go on a limb for something like that, man, because they don't want to lose the you know, 40-something percent, you know, the what do they call them, the red states, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? They want to keep everybody happy. Politicians are fucking great. They call it toe in the line, you know? They can say something that will 
appease everybody and make absolutely nobody happy. I don't know. They're making it sound like it'd be a pretty tough job for uh, old Jeb Bush there in Florida if he runs because uh, he's going to have to, quote, cleverly, cleverly persuade citizens to forget his longtime advocacy, uh, advocacy of throwing drug offenders into prison. So it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to hear we're going to hear shit. Oh, I, I just wanted to say I'm sorry about that. And now weed is good. Yeah. Yeah. But in but all it, fairness, man, drug offenders used to be something different. You know, Jeb Bush and, you know, what was he? Uh, I think he was in the 90s. He was, that's so sad. I'm from Florida. I don't even remember when he was governor there. But um, I think it was like 90s, 2000s or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was saying that, uh, you know, he was dealing with crack dealers, um, you know, people manufacturing cocaine, people smuggling, you know, crack rather, people smuggling cocaine in, uh, people smuggling heroin. Pretty hardcore you know, organized crime drug syndicates, man, that weren't afraid to incorporate a lot of violence, too. Florida is one of the most violent places in the country, or at least it used to be. Um, yeah. So I imagine he does have a different opinion. For him to come out and say, hey, guys, I see what's going on where uh, Colorado's brought a huge industry up and they pay in their own taxes and I'm all for fiscal responsibility. And uh, I see that this is much more than th- this is a completely different this is a legitimate industry with medical implications. And that's can't be compared with what I was, you know, what Jeb Bush was fighting in Florida, uh, you know, with, you know, basically, you know, Mexican cartels, you know, pushing the worst of the worst drugs all over the streets, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's great, man. When you visit other places, uh, like you said, you know, Florida, because it's got, you know, pretty, I won't say it's crime ridden by any means. I and mean, I lived there for almost, I think, three years. And, um, but I mean, it's Boca Raton, a little bit safe. But when you go visit places, man, like my bro lives out in the L.A., Pasadena, so he gets L.A. news. And then um, I got, uh, you know, in-laws down in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach area still. And when the news is on, you're like, oh, my God. Like, it's just horrific. Like, it's like they try to obviously get the – this person was uh, beaten to death, then raped, and then they threw him off a bridge. Then there was uh, a couple gang murders over here, and it's like, why do you guys watch this? So – I I saw one this morning, man, from Florida that was this new drug or some different drug that they have down there. And it occurred to me that all you have to do to, you know, you got these bath salts and meth and all that stuff. Man, you can literally just take the chemical formulation of these things, send it over to China, tell them to change it up a little bit. And they just send you like a fucking drum of it, you know, like a 55 gallon drum of powder. You know what? What? It's it's Yeah, dude. And they're like, you know, this shit that they were talking about, man, was um, it wasn't it wasn't even illegal. They just had like a recent like emergency meeting to make this specific compound illegal. And it's just like a different kind of bath salts, you know, and they sell it on the street. You know, it's not illegal if you want to get, you know, you want to have a good time and stay legal. Salvia, baby. Ten times extract. If you haven't, (laughs) if you haven't, if you haven't done Salvia, try it now. (laughs) If you you, have, you know what I'm talking about. I've done it two times in the in the comfort of uh, being around friends, once by a campfire and once in a friend's basement with a group of us. But yeah, I am joking. It is a harsh uh, hallucinogenic that will... uh, Man, take you to different dimensions, literally. Yeah, don't you have somebody that's just like never forgiven you for for hooking them up with the salvia? Yeah, man, we did. Uh, we we <laughs> yeah. brought some real quick. We brought some salvia back from uh, Amsterdam. Actually, it was, called, it was like ten times extract. And the directions, I should have kept them. When you read the directions on it before you do it, it's like you can't believe what they're telling. Like, okay, do I really want to do this? So we we had about eight people in the basement, and we were packing a, a one hit. All you need is one little hit of that. It's a dried, I think it's, I don't know if it's a vine or not, but it's plant, dried plant material. And uh, and so my buddy comes down and says, what are you guys doing? Like, we're, we totally set him up. Like, we're smoking, dude. We're smoking a bowl, man. We got a fresh bowl here. You should hit it. And he's like, okay, cool. Hit it and like. Oh man, we had to like. You're okay, dude. You're you're okay. It's so we, uncool, man. I know it was very uncool, and yeah, he definitely uh, he he doesn't hold a grudge, but he's like, yeah, and we're going, we're all still good friends. But he's like, that was pretty uncool, man. Because yeah, dude, this it, it makes you, you know, like one guy got up from the chair and walked over to the corner, like corner of two walls in the basement, and just started talking to the corners. Um, I mean, Fuck I myself that, felt like I fell down through my chair like into a tunnel of like i said different dimensions 
had another buddy say he was taken back to his childhood and like he got up out of his camp chair and just started fastly walking towards the woods where of course we stopped him um and just yeah kind of crazy shit i'm good on it on my two times i'm definitely definitely don't need it but it's not illegal and i guess it's because of building it's not you know there's not a lot of people that want to do shit that is so harsh you know you're not gonna be able to function at all right but that's my point, man. There's a lot of shit that's really fucked up that's legal just because they can't. There's, you know, thousands and thousands of different compounds that you can make up that will get you fucked up that probably won't kill you immediately, you know, that, are, that, yeah. that aren't, aren't on the banned list yet, just the way the law works, man. Yeah, I never tried Salvia, man. I fucking heard everybody else's experiences of it. I'm like, fuck that, man. Yeah, not until I trick you, buddy. You know, man, I I ain't into drugs that uh, make me lose my shit and lose my reality, man. I'm into things that relax me these days, man. I I like life, man. I don't need to escape from life. I just want mine feeling a little bit more relaxed, a little bit elevated. You know, that's that's what that weed does for me. I heard ya. Um, Let's go uh, into winding it up a little bit here. With the cup coming up, guys. Uh, don't forget, I'm going to have some of my herb there, that's for sure, for uh, you guys sampling and whatnot. My my legal amount of Colorado herb I'm allowed to have. Yeah, and- man, we're being real careful, man. There's, you know, in, we're expecting the Medical Marijuana Enforcement Division to be out, man. So, I mean, everybody, uh, we're definitely following every single rule there is as far as uh, weight and all that. So, uh, bring, bring your own, man, and we'll be glad to uh, enter it in the cup and evaluate it, and we got our whole system set up for that. Don't worry, y'all. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, there were some things that went out on uh, behind the scenes. It was just really the, the Marijuana Enforcement Division is kind of putting a little bit of heat on the people out here that own cultivation <laughs> facilities, dispensaries, and licensing. So it's not like they're they're out to get people. They're just reminding people that you should follow the rules we gave you via the state as far as, you know, they don't want people taking a bunch of weed out of their licensed facility to the cannabis cup because that's not really how it's supposed to work. So Yeah, well, think about that for a minute, man. You know, they're tracking every fucking gram from seed to harvest, you know, or from seed to yeah. sale, rather. And then uh, you show up <laughs> next month's uh, records. They're like, oh, sorry, man, there's eight pounds that are, that are gone, man. No, we took those to the cannabis cup, man. We just sharing them with everybody yeah like i don't think you're just allowed to just have inventory go out with no sales no records i bet you man i I mean i don't know if i want to bet on it but before this next week's over that somebody has sat down to get an emergency provision or something put into the fact that commercial um, facilities such as you know dispensaries are allowed to represent themselves at industry events um, and be able to market themselves via their own product, you know, either a certain amount or something, because that's really a kicker, man. I mean, if you're a dispensary and you can win the cup, uh, and you want, and it's plus just being out there and getting your brand out there. And if you're really proud of your last harvest that you're sharing with everybody, you want people to remember that shit. And it's a big, big business move. Some of these people that have big tents and big areas at the cup are spending tens of thousands of dollars to represent themselves there. So, right. I can tell you, there, um, there ain't no big, I don't think there's any big warehouse grows that are going to win the cup, man. No, no, not, not necessarily, but there's definitely some really, really good growers that uh, will, uh, yeah, buy, that are represented. I don't know exactly how it works. You know, you're either, let's say you're a grower with a dispensary. That's where you, you work. They're representing you. And sure. this is the strain that you grew in your controlled environment in a smaller room versus the warehouse. But there are a few that's warehouses. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just thinking that, you know, I'm not saying a warehouse grower isn't talented. They're talented as a motherfucker. I'm just saying they're probably doing the, the shit that they're going to actually enter into the cup. It's probably being done at a, some other facility other than the warehouse, I would think. You know, a little yeah. little five lighter, a ten lighter, something where you can really keep a, a hobbyist or a connoisseur eye on it. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah, guys, <clears throat> we'll be back at you, uh, I believe, Monday here. And uh, then as we're getting into the cup, we're going to have to decide what we're going to do. I know, uh, I think we'll have, we're probably just going to get try to get a bunch of live, uh, some live interviews, some live audio for you guys, or just some recorded audio for, from the cup that Friday, that next Friday. We might be pretty busy, but you guys know what's going on, yeah, what's growing on. We'll be lining up some serious interviews. Every time that we go to these events, we hook up with folks like uh, Kyle Cushman or... Um, Man, there's a couple other guys I'd met last time, man. This guy with this totally killer organic view, uh, soil recycling guy. I'm going to hook up with him this time, get him on the show. So it's just kind of a powwow where we can, can line up some talent for the future. 
I like it. Yeah, definitely. Get get connected. Network with everybody. Uh, all right, man. I think that's about ready to put in the bag for this week in cannabis. Hope you guys like some news next week. Uh, we'll definitely try to come back. Uh, I don't know if it'll be next week, I should say, with the cup. But have I always like to have the guests on. We can have a little bit of the roundtable uh, discussion, add some flav, flav a flav to the show. Yeah, and, man. And we are putting stuff out all over the place now, man. So, I mean, there's stuff on YouTube. There's stuff on our old podcast app. There's stuff on our new one. So, uh, definitely best place to check everything out. Everything always does that we do it does go on dudegrows.com. So, keep an eye out there. And Yeah. I would we will say have follow, a new. Uh, I'd say follow me on social media, but I haven't done shit for two weeks. But I'll, it's a, at ScottyDGC. I'll be uh, blowing up. And at Dude Grows, uh, we'll be blowing up that Twitter. We'll be meeting up with people all through the cup. So if you're at the cup, definitely hop on uh, Twitter and keep an eye out, man. Word. All right, guys, that's it. We will ta- have a good weekend and uh, get ready to toke some weed, grow some herb, grow your own. And if you're not, think about it. Think about how you can do it. And if you can, try to grow it outside. And, uh, yeah, let everybody know what you got going on. Be proud. Yep. All right, guys. Take it easy. We'll be back. Dude, grow show. All right. Peace, dude.